It's no surprise to anybody that the New England Patriots are doing their full due diligence when it comes to finding a quarterback. From what we've been told, the Patriots are turning over every stone in free agency, trade possibilities, and now according to Nick O'Malley, the Patriots are heavily scouting quarterbacks in this year's draft. Even the guys who they know they'll need to trade up for. Does this tell us all that we need to know? Regardless of what the Patriots are going to look like in 2021, should we expect to see Bill Belichick select the future in this year's NFL draft? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm here with my boy, Connor, your girl, Sarah, and welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. And we're back. Yes, we are. And I want to remind everybody to head over to patreon.com slash DPN sports for just five bucks a month, five bucks a month. You're going to get exclusive daily content about the New England Patriots and the Boston Red Sox. It helps support the show. It's good. It's fun. Connor was on there last night talking about just how Alex Cora is a genius of a manager. I was on there today discussing whether or not the Patriots' defense can still be elite. And the Patreon members, the members of the Dear Patch Nation Loyalty Club have made it easy because they just keep feeding me topics and I just keep talking about them. Connor's the one who has to keep coming up with content. Connor, Sarah, how are you? Excellent. How are we doing? I'm good. I was just on Boston Balling. Nice. How did so it I go? A, it was good. I let I, I told her all about how I discovered you guys, and so nice. you know, it was absolutely makes sense. Makes sense. yeah, yeah. No, it was. Um, I got to talk about the Celtics, and the Celtics are on, so it was fun. So if nice. I keep looking, if my eyes keep shifting, it's because my TV's on, and I'm just. So, so what you're watching. telling me, you're not going to pay attention to the show. You're just going to be paying attention to the Celtics the whole time. Um, Fair enough. No, just a little <laughs> bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> all right, guys. There are a, roughly 12 quarterbacks heading into the draft. I think that we can count Trevor Lawrence out of the running for the Patriots, even if they try to trade up. Yep. I have tried to trade up with Jacksonville in three different mock drafts on three different websites about 150 times, and they will not make a trade with me, no matter <laughs> what I offer them. So we're looking at the possibilities of Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. There's that sort of under crew like Kyle Trask. I know a lot of people like the Zach Wilson kid. The Patriots are apparently going after all these guys. What do you think? Do you now expect to see the future quarterback of the New England Patriots drafted in this year's draft? I don't know what to expect at this point, honestly. I've heard so many different takes. My head is spinning. I hear they're definitely going to draft the quarterback. I hear they're definitely not. I hear they're going to trade for Marcus Mariota. They're going to sign Jimmy G. They're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. I've heard it all. I wouldn't be surprised if they draft the quarterback in the first round or if they didn't draft the quarterback at all. Yeah, I think it's still a lot of speculation, obviously. Um, I'm not surprised about them inquiring about quarterbacks i mean we saw that they had scouts at uh trevor lawrence pro day and obviously they have absolutely no chance at getting him so it's hard to say if they're just doing their due diligence or if they are super interested in someone because i think we're just going to get reports that just keep saying the same thing that they're all oh, like they're they're interested but i think free agency is going to be very telling if they don't sign a quarterback soon in free agency then i think that might make it easier to believe they're going to draft somebody. I mean, if they sign Cam Newton or Ryan Fitzpatrick or Marcus Mariota, I'm not still going to put a pass them to draft a quarterback. I mean, you're talking right. old, you're talking old guys in the NFL. No, I, you're talking- no, I know. I just meant like that. They're not. Cause I think some people are hoping that they are like going to go with a rookie or they're going to draft the future. And like, that's who they're going to go with. And so I think that um, people need to get that out of their minds. Cause I don't think that's happening. 
<clears throat> I don't know if anybody I haven't heard many people saying they're gonna go with a rookie. That's a new one for me, to be honest with oh. you. Um there's no rookie in this draft outside of maybe Trevor Lawrence, possibly Justin Fields, maybe Trey Lance, who will be ready to go uh this year. Let's talk a little bit about this Trey Lance because that's somebody I've heard a lot of Patriot fans talk about as well. Um I believe it was McChicken, who called him the Jordan Love of this year's draft. And here's, so I'm on PFF right now, and they have this whole draft guide thing. And, and here's what they have. Here's his pros and cons. He's got a monster arm. The ball explodes to any level he wants. Uh, tight end, build and athleticism, weapon and short yardage and run game overall. Uh, so few bad decisions on tape, no picks, and only four turnover-worthy plays in 2019. Uh, wants to attack downfield, had an 11.5-yard average depth of target over his career. Here's his cons. Hard to find any anticipatory throws on tape. Hesitant to let it rip. Knows he can run. Uh, noticeable dip in his throwing motion that defenses can key in on. Protected as a passer. Averaged 18 pass attempts a game in 2019. Uh, his lone year as a starter. Uh, some of the worst ball placement numbers among top quarterbacks. Accuracy is an issue. The bottom line they have here is Lance is a physical specimen at the position. Lance could do damage in a quarterback run slash play action heavy attack. This sounds like a young version of Cam Newton, does it not? Yes. Poss yeah. Possibly a, a Lamar Jackson. I mean, mm -hmm. accuracy issues, accuracy issues with Cam, accuracy issues with Lamar. Yep. I've heard people trying to, I've heard people trying to compare him to like Deshaun Watson style of play, but Deshaun Watson has a phenomenal arm and phenomenal accuracy. Yeah. Yep. He's pinpoint accurate. We saw that versus the Patriots this year. In college, he's got a passing grade of 88.7. He's got a deep grade of 93, a no pressure grade of 90. Um, believe it or not, those are very similar to Cam Newton like numbers from this season outside of the passing grade. But then this is where it gets, it, it hurts him. Intermediate grade is only 77.6. Pressure grade, 67.7. That's a, not ideal. No, and, and that's where Cam's a little bit different. He did better under pressure than, than, than he did with a clean pocket. And as a, as a quarterback with legs, throwing on the run and throwing while under pressure has to be a big part of your game. And it's a little concerning that that's where he grades out at. No. Right. Yeah. I, I would say so. And it's just, I don't, I don't know if I just look at the Patriots offense and I always consider them. maybe it's because I've watched them for 20 years with Tom Brady be like uh, a pocket quarterback type team. So Josh McDaniels, I don't know if it would be the right fit if they brought in a guy like that, who more runs and, and doesn't really sit in the pocket as much. Well, and it's funny that you say that because, as you know, I've been a big fan of Mac Jones, right? Yeah. Um, I think he's he fits the Patriots system, being that traditional pocket quarterback. I think that's what they're looking for. Right. Um, here's the thing, though. Tua was asked about Mac Jones today. Obviously, they were teammates at Alabama two years ago. And he said this. He said, quote, Mac Jones is a more mobile Tom Brady. Oof. I saw that's that. That's how he described his game. Now, All right. I'm... I'm positive that Tua is not comparing him to Tom Brady and like right. Tyson said on Monday you can't compare people to Tom Brady but I think he's talking about play style right and yep. he's talking about mm -hmm. what you're going to expect to see out of him on the field and that's a guy who's got a big arm he's accurate he knows where to put the football he'd rather stand in the pocket than than take off he's going to play safe and I mean you guys can talk a little bit about Tua's words and I'll look up his PFF stuff here and, and we can do a little bit of a deeper dive yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm not surprised to hear that that uh, Mac Jones he thinks is considerable play wise to Tom Brady, not the uh, person, but just how he how he conducts himself throwing the football. Mac Jones looks like he would be, you know, the the pocket the pocket passer just like Brady was, and if he's at, he can't be any less mobile. I'll say that. Well, and he's been mocked so many times to the Patriots. So it must be because of the similar playing style that Brady has. I think that's probably why a lot of you know people in the media specifically um, are 
wanting him to go there, but it'll be interesting because they did go with Cam last year and he's much different than Brady. So if they do draft a Mac Jones, then I think that that is very telling in the direction that they want to go. Even if they were to bring back Cam for a year, um, it All looks right. like that, that would be what they're most comfortable with. So here's his pros and cons. Pro is operated one of the most dominant offenses in college football history. Now, again, that's a to me that's a pro and a con because we've heard a lot of people say that he was um, he was boosted up because of the talent that he had around him. Mm-hmm. Another pro is a veteran understanding of the offense. The timing of his throws uh, was meticulous. Doesn't miss underneath the most accurate quarterback in the nation within ten yards. Calm in the pocket under pressure. Four career TWPs uh, on 131 pressure dropbacks. Here is the cons. And again, this is where it starts to sound a little bit more like a Tom Brady. Uh, Middling arm, underthrew a number of deep balls, but got away with it because of his wide receivers. Tom Brady can hit deep throws before people start sending me gifts of him making deep throws. But let's face it, that wasn't Tom Brady's bread and butter throughout his entire career. It was those right. deep throws. Uh, 600 more yards than anyone in the country to open receivers. Offense made it easy, right? Obviously. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Offers almost nothing as a runner or outside of structure. And he's has one year of elite play as a senior. And I do want to bring that up. Before we look at all his overall grades... For this year, in 2020, he had an overall grade of 95.8. He attempted 408 passes, completed 311 passes for 76.6%, 4,400 yards, almost 4,500, 11.1 yards per attempt. His touchdown to interception ratio ratio was 41 to 4, and he had a passer rating of 141.6. Wow. Yeah, so he played elite. Yeah. I would be totally fine with him then. Since I don't watch college, (laughs) that sounds really good. But he played elite with an elite offense. Yeah, they were incredible. Like, I mean, two of the best best receivers coming out of this draft are both from Alabama. Mm -hmm. Right? Let's not forget that. But then you start looking at his 2019-2018 stats. Now, 2018 is a little bit different. He only threw the ball 13 times. Only threw it 141 times in 2019. Obviously, he came in after Chua got hurt. But he threw it 141 times for 97 completions, 68.8% of his passes, 1,500 yards, not bad. Only 10.7 yards per attempt. His touchdown to interceptions was 14 to 3, and at a passer rating of 128.1. I don't like those numbers. Four interceptions on 406 attempts this year, three interceptions on 141 attempts the year before. And an overall grade is 78.7 in 2019. So I think that's what they're saying is we've only seen one year of real elite talent out of him. Right. Mm-hmm. But if we look at this year, again, again, benefited by having one of the best offenses in the league, but he had a passing grade of 94.8, an intermediate grade of 93.9, a deep grade of 98.9, a no pressure grade of 96, and a pressure grade of 67.3. The bottom line, Jones is a very difficult projection, but he's not purely a product of his offense. He has a bevy of translatable NFL skills. Yeah. Well, and of course, if he's being coached by Belichick, he could be even better. So it just the offense is another problem that they're going to have to address because if they were to, um, let's say he started this year, he's not going to be very good because they don't have anything on offense. So there's a lot that needs addressing. I'm also going to point out there that his numbers outperformed Trevor Lawrence in 2018, 2019, and 2020. Wow. From a pure statistical standpoint, his grades this year outperformed Trevor Lawrence in every single category. Hmm. And I mean, let's compare him to uh, let's compare him to Justin Fields, right? Who they say is the second best quarterback in the draft. Yep. Okay, this year they only played like six games, so it's hard to – or eight games, I think, in total, so it's hard to – things, but outperformed them in 2019 when he was a starter. Uh, and his grades outperform everything, including the pressure grades. So Mac Jones statistically was the best college – was the best quarterback in college this year. Right. Yeah, which is crazy because obviously we do hear about him, but it seems like he's like a fourth or fifth on a lot of people's lists. Mm-hmm. At least fourth, right? Yeah. I think I think 
it, it goes it goes Trevor Lawrence, obviously. And then I think it goes Justin Fields, and then I think yep. it's Trey Lance and Mac Jones that fight it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Just this kid has has Josh McDaniels written all over him, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah, it's funny. Just based on what you were saying, it sounds like he's the type of quarterback that wants to sit in the pocket, and as long as you protect him, he'll be good, which I knew another guy who was like that. Mm-hmm. It sounds exactly like what it seemed like McDaniels was. So, I mean, if that's the direction they want to keep going in, then I think they should they should take him. All right. So Light Shadows here comes up because this is one of the things I wanted to talk about today, too, because the honeymoon is over in Miami. <laughs> yes. Kyle Van Noy was released today one year after signing his four-year deal. And Light Shadow says, if I was BB, I would tell Kraft to make the call and go have the Jet pick up Van Noy today and sign him. I know Sarah was on Twitter today endorsing this same very move. So I'll let Sarah McHomer go first (laughs) and talk about why she'd like to see Kyle Van Noy back with the Patriots. Okay. So, of course, I don't like the things that he said. First of all, I was just trying to look at it from a talent standpoint, just because, you know, the the defense struggled um, last year and stopping the run and just, you know, Winovich and and Uche had their moments, but it is exciting to have Hightower back, um, which obviously is going to drastically change the defense. Um, I'm just, I'm not against Kyle Van Noy coming back just because he's a veteran and um, familiar with the system. And we, we know how, how well he played when he was on the Patriots. However, it's the price tag that is the issue. I do not want them bringing him in for what he was already making or what they're um, projecting. He might want um, like 12 and a half million. That's too much. I would rather just, you know, bring back Hightower. That's going to drastically change it. Work with Uche, work with, uh, uh, Winovich, Anthony Jennings, like keep them. So if the price was right, sure. Am I like banging on the door or you know, like he was saying, sending the jet down to him? Absolutely not. So Connor and I are fighting over the comments here. I just hit that on accident, but then I realized, okay, this comment makes sense. I popped so, it up. You took it down. I popped it back up. And I'm like, yeah. what is he doing? <laughs> um, Connor, I'll let you, uh, I'll go first and you can go for Van yep. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know how familiar Sarah is with this. I know Connor's very familiar familiar with it, but I have a shit list. Yeah, and mm. it's not a long list. Um, Asante Samuel's on that list. Mm-hmm. Danny Amendola's on that list. Wes Welker is on that list. That Kide is on that list. <laughs> uh, the other idiot from EEI is on that list. Gary Tange is on my is on my shit list. Rob Parker's on my shit list. Skip Bayless is on my shit list. He's in our chats. Okay, Skip's That's here. That's true. Skip does show support. <laughs> and not that Skip. Not the guy. Again, anybody who commits to the bit is good. And and Kyle Van Noy is on my shit list. The honeymoon's over, Kyle. I mean, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. It really couldn't have. I've said today, a part of me wants him to go back to Detroit where he can finish his career with the team that Bill Belichick saved him from. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, Kyle Van Noy played well last year, but I said, he wants to make top dollar. You got to play like a top dollar player. Otherwise people are just going to want to save money and they're going to cut you. And you didn't play like a top dollar player. Could I get over it for his return to new England? Absolutely. I could. I'm a Homer. Of course I'm going to do that. I'm going to get over it. I'm going to, but I'm not going to forget about it. Trust me. Kyle Van Noy won't be able to have a bad game, at least on dear Pat's nation. Because I will not forget the honeymoon is over forever and ever and ever and ever. Or the boogeyman. That was yeah. a little, yeah. Yeah, but the boogeyman was ours. Yeah. So the boogeyman yeah. was ours, so I'm fine with it. Um, You know, I wasn't mad at a Landon Roberts when he went after Cam Newton last year. And that's when I was still a big Cam Newton fan. I thought that was just a part of football. It's not like Roberts came out and talked a lot of smack about it after. But, uh... Yeah, he's on my sh- I can get over it, but Kyle Van Noy, who once put my tweet on his YouTube page, it's one of my claims to fame. Oh, wow. Would be on my shit list unless he came on as a guest on this show, which he never <laughs> would. But if he came on this show and faced me like a man. That's his only chance. That's his only chance to get off the shit list. And it's hard. Once you're on it, you're on it forever. I mean, I am so bitter towards Asante Samuel. I want Bill to draft his son. 
<laughs> and punish his son for his Just father's so sins. he can make him a healthy scratch <laughs> for the entirety of his rookie deal. Connor, what's what's your thoughts on Kyle Van Noy? I actually agree. I want I Kyle Van Noy is kind of um on my shit list as well. I want to see him have to kind of come crawling back to the Patriots and play for cheap money. I mean, I'm definitely open to them bringing him back, but I want it to be one of those things like when Jamie Collins came back and Bill signed him for a million bucks. Mm-hmm. I want it to be one of those types of deals <laughs> where he's like, hey, Van Noy, if you want to come back, we'll give you one year, $1.2 million or something. And if he doesn't, just move on. And in case if anybody's wondering or asking this question right now, you're 100% right. I'm, I'm a bitter man in life. Like my wife says it to me all the time, like that I'm way too bitter. I'm a very bitter person in the grand scheme of things. So I don't need you to tell me that I'm bitter. I don't know if anybody is Connor. I haven't been looking at the chat, but let's see. But uh, if you are, I'm a very, very, I'm a very bitter person. Just, just so everybody is aware. I think you all know that about me by now. Like, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed of my bitterness. Also guys, I don't know if you saw, but um, Mac Jones is in the chat. So nice. Shout what out to Mac Jones. What up, Mac? We've said all good things. Well, he knows <laughs> it, though. He knows it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Big so we, we have talked about three of my five subjects that I had for tonight. And we're only oh, 21 wow. minutes in. So why don't we go to some nice. comments, Connor? All right. Let's see what we got here. We did get a donation up here by Ross. It was another one. It's a Patreon missed- one. Yes. Um, yeah. I was asking about Sarah doing um, Celtics. Celtics. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. One step at a time, my friend. One step at a time. Hey, if more people are interested in listening to me talk about that, then let us know. Because eventually I can do uh, that. I just need please. I need someone to provide me with a way to see more Celtics games. I was thinking it was going to be McChicken, but McChicken's let me down. So if anyone McChicken. wants to help a girl out, please... Let Mc me know. Chicken. We don't blame McChicken for anything on this show. Oh, I That's wasn't true. blaming him. I was just saying he stood. We got really nerve. We got really nervous yesterday because McChicken didn't show up. I know. And then what? we went into the. Then we. I almost the- did a wellness check. Well, and yesterday was that whole controversy about unpaid interns, right? That's true. Oh. And and then they even put it in our group chat that we're in with McChicken, and he said solidarity with the fist, and <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh my god, is McChicken going on strike because he's an unpaid intern? But apparently, we're okay. We're safe. All right. Good news. There are people Yeesh. who are listening to this show for the first time. And they're like, who the hell is McChicken? There's a McChicken that is an intern that isn't paid and he's not happy. <laughs> McChicken is an unpaid intern who had, he's football, who had football yesterday. I think technically falls under child labor. And, yes. uh, and he's becoming disgruntled. That If you're new to the show and that doesn't explain it to you, I mean, I don't know what will. Pretty much, yeah. Wait until I just start introducing ourselves as like Captain Ray or Shades. Like Ross gives me a new nickname every week. Right? McChicken, like, the Mc, the McGang. I'm I'm the queen of the McGang. That's what I've nice. decided because I'm Mick Homer. So there we go. All right, CNS four twenty says on Twitter, Calvin. Mm-hmm. I like to tweet about coming back to New England. I did not know that, but that's very interesting. Yeah, I know that Devin McCourty put something out too and put out a picture oh, yeah, of Calvin Noy with the mm-hmm. eyes. So I mean, look, I don't think something. that why would he be opposed to coming back to New England? I mean, his career was right. nothing. He was resurrected from the grave. Mm-hmm. He was about to retire broke um, as a very mediocre football player, seen as a draft bust, seen as everything. And his career was absolutely saved in New England. Went to Miami to make the money. The honeymoon is over. <laughs> and it's and that line will never, ever escape my memory. Just so everybody knows I'm bitter. I've already said it. It's. If he's a Patriot, I'll continue to say it. If he comes back to the Patriots, he's going to have to do a lot because I will rip every mistake he makes. And he's going to know it, so he's going to have to play to the best of his ability. You could come here and perform poorly, a la Cam Newton. And outside of discussing you as a football player, you will not make the shit list. I will defend you if people say he doesn't fit the Patriots or any bull like that but as soon as you talk smack about the Patriots, again it's why you have to tip your if anybody could have came out and just tore the patriots apart it was tom brady this year right yeah Mm -hmm. 
He could have came out and said, I'm here because Bill Belichick is an asshole and Robert Kraft had his back over mine. He could have said whatever he wanted. What did he do? Me and Bill have a great relationship. I, you know, they're doing their thing. I'm doing my thing. Said all the right things. Yeah. Deep down, he's probably throwing the middle finger up, but you know, he did it. Malcolm, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Butler, Butler, 100%. Never too. a word. But Dion Lewis, another reject in the NFL who Bill Belichick saved, had had shit to say after, oh, that's why you got to pay me. Nobody wants to pay you. Tennessee realized immediately how big of a mistake it was to pay you. <laughs> they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And we got a uh, donation here from Love Vibration Nation. Thank you very much, sir. He says, Rudolph and Van Noy, both upgrades. Love is the answer, Ray, especially <laughs> when we get a pass rush and can set the edge. So a lot here. Kyle Rudolph, for those of you who don't know, got cut uh, today. We're going to get into this a little. It's one of my subjects. We are, okay. Let's okay. not go deep, do too deep into it. Edge is, is he- important. Absolutely. Edge is an important piece. On my Patreon today, I talked about like defensive tackle and edge being my top two priorities outside of quarterback for the Patriots. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just like, I, I think it's one of those things that it's like, it's fine. If he comes back, it's fine. If he doesn't, I don't think that people should get too excited over. Yeah. I mean, and cause then there was also a report saying that they haven't officially cut Van Noy, that they're exploring possible trades. So, I mean, he already put out a statement saying that, you know, he was leaving. So it's interesting if they're going to try and trade him instead. Connor, are you wearing a barstool sports jacket? Yes. Why? Is that bad? You know that we sell our own merch, right? No. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> didn't I didn't know either. Oh no! Okay. Would, for for the ones that are any. just listening, um, Ray has officially walked off the set. He is done with us. He. Also, I'm giving them free advertising apparently partner. here. You guys got to reach out and pay us for this, man. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> we have our we have our own merch. But oh. you're buying other podcasts and other publications merch. This one was a gift. I didn't buy this. From Barstool? Not not from Barstool. From from um Was it your dad? Yes, it was a Christmas gift. All right, then I'll let you off. <laughs> Christmas gift. It was Christmas but, gift. But thank you for pushing somebody else's podcast and during ours. <laughs> that's good that's good eyes right there dave pointy if you're watching you owe us money for this yeah i would never go head to head with even if we were as big as barstools <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> we're not saying we're as big as bar but even if we were say we were the exact i mean look deadspin is backed right off of him now right like you would think so they, they would finally learn their lesson right i would never go head to head with barstools if they were like hey Ray, Connor, and Sarah, we want you guys to jump into a pile of shit. I'd be like, all right, guys, are we doing this all together? Are we going to do separate videos? Like, when when do you want to jump into the piles of shit? I know. they would, Or they would bully us off the internet. And now that I said yeah. that, Q, Ro- Q Ross making some disgusting... Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's Ross, coming, Ross too, Ross will sure. have us all photoshopped. He, all right, he, we- he photoshopped me as Captain Morgan today, so he's okay in my books. <laughs> I like that. I have a very interesting comment here from a, a, a follower, whatever you call it, on YouTube subscriber who comments all the time on the show. Yeah, all right. It says, my cousin is Philip Dorsett. I'm sure he can contact Van Noy for you. If he's cousin, cousin Philip really Dorsett, Philip he can contact Dorsett? a lot of people. Is he really Dorsett? Because if he is, is that why you watched my show? Because I was like the defender of Philip Dorsett? I always thought that Dorsett got too bad of a shake in New England from the fans and the team. A, Phil I don't Dorsett think was good. I don't he think said, they, he said yes in the chat. I don't think they ever used Dorsett the way they should have used him. A and B, the expectations from the fan base for him was so unrealistic. But I'm going to put it out there: if you would rather have a deep threat in Dorsett or Bird, who would you rather have? Dorsett. Dorsett. Yeah, Dorsett. Yeah, yeah right? I was never, I was never, a sh- I never shit on Dorset. I didn't understand all the hate towards him. Who, who, be honest, Sarah, who have you shit on on the Patriots while they were an active Patriot? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I would have to sit down and actually think about it. Um, I'll have to think about it. Let me see. Uh, hmm. No, Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> Maybe Did way I, after the when fact. he was on the team. Oh, no. well, I guess technically as soon as he got arrested, he got cut, right? 
Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I've, yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a really good question and probably embarrassing. I'm earning my nickname here. Sarah McHomer. Mm-hmm. Did you Whoops. ever criticize Nick Folk? No. Okay. Good thing. That would have drive you. That would, would I would have been a, kicked off the show right now. I think so. I think that Connor would have had a uh-huh. meeting with me after and said it's it's time to go. And even though like technically like I have fifty one percent of the vote, that might be one that I have to concede my vote and say that all right, I gotta give it to you, Connor, because it's mm-hmm. it, there can never Folk. be any criticism of Nick Folk on the show. Or Jake Bailey. Nick Folk or and Jake, Jake Bailey, Bailey are, are are fucking heroes. Okay? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, and, I was they deserve, I, they deserve statues outside of Gillette Stadium. I yes. was loving on Jake Bailey last year, especially. So all right, if we can drop that comment, Connor, we got to take a quick pause here. We've hit that half an hour mark, so it's time to hear from our sponsors over at Manscaped.com, Rocky Mountain Barber Company, FCustom.com, and then a 1 minute and 33 shitty video talking about our Patreon page. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from manscaped.com and use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at manscaped.com. Fcustom.com is your spot to find the best custom baseball, basketball, and football jerseys. Choose from hundreds of designs and colors and customize the jersey any way you want. Use the promo code RayRoute and save yourself 10% to get the best custom jerseys at fcustom.com. Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Dear Pats Nation podcast, YouTube, and Facebook page and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Dear Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for five bucks. That's right. Five bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Dear Pats Nation videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah, and I talking about the Patriots, the Celtics and the Red Sox, but we'll also have exclusive interviews, behind the scene footage, bloopers, early views of videos that aren't available on YouTube, live streams exclusively for Patreon members, and that's just scratching the surface. We're not going to make you pay a monthly fee if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you. We're not in this to get rich. We're not in this to rip you off. We just want enough to pay our bills. And being able to create on Patreon is just one way we're trying to do it. So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We've also left the description in or we've also left the link of the in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please, at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. And we're back. <laughs> back here for the second half. You're with Shades, a.k.a. Captain Ray, the Boston Boomer, and Sarah McHomer. Yeah, buddy. And we still got some football talk. I want to talk about uh, tight end Kyle Rudolph. No. Yes. Yes. I wrote, yes. Mason, I wrote Mason Rudolph here. Kyle Rudolph. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about Dak Prescott, not from a Patriots perspective, just about his ridiculous contract demands. But first, I do have a baseball subject. Nice. The unwritten rules of baseball are the dumbest thing in the world. I was watching a clip yesterday from Fernando um, Tatis. Yeah. Tatis. It was from last season. Obviously, he's one of the best young players in the game. Probably one of the best players in the game. Just got paid a billion dollars by the Padres. And the Padres were beating the Rangers 10-3 to in the eighth inning. And he swung on a 3-0 and pitch and hit a home run. Nice. Instead of a grand slam, I should put that as well. Instead of celebrating with the kid, his teammates gave him a lecture. His manager does his press conference after the game and throws the kid right under the bus. The Rangers throw at Machado the very 
next bat. And then, and then Tadis comes out and apologizes after the game for hitting the grand slam on a three and O count. Just so everybody knows, by the way, that home run gave him the most home runs in the majors. He passed Mike Trout. From bat flips to bunts to stolen bases to not hitting the baseball. What is your guys' take on the unwritten rules of baseball? And are baseball players, more in particularly pitchers, way too fucking sensitive? Soft. Mm -hmm. soft that's so soft oh my goodness they're professional athletes man they're full-grown adults they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to play this game oh my goodness he hit a home run when they were winning by a lot big deal man they're out there playing the game what do they want to do not have the guy swing that's that's absurd that should be borderline insulting that he's they're playing too good so he can't play anymore it's like that seven-year-old's t-ball that's absurd and his manager came out and said, you know, that's not how I learned oh, how to play goodness. the game. And this poor kid had to come out and apologize for hitting yeah. a grand slam and taking the lead in homers after the game. Absurd. And they start talking to one of his teammates, and I forget who it was, but it's a it's a it's a guy. Like it's a you know what I mean? Like it's a vet. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, Don't worry, we'll talk to him. We'll talk to him. Like the Rangers last year was a team that came back game after game after game. Yep. So if he's not supposed to swing on a 3-0 and pitch because you're up 10-3, do you promise that you're not going to try to score more runs and come back and win the game? What if, they, <laughs> what if, they, what if the Rangers win 11-3? Oh, my goodness. I like, know. What if they rally in the 8th and the ninth and they right. come back and win 11-3? Are you going to mm-hmm. look at Fernando Tatis and say, oh, you should have uh, – maybe you should have uh, swung the bat there on 3-0, and right? Yeah, they they claim that they put the take sign on him. He didn't even look at his third base coach. Here's the funny part of it all, though. So here's his coach, his manager, throwing him under the bus. You got the the the, the Texas man, manager, the Rangers manager, you know, saying that's not how you play the game. Oh, and then they fast forward. They they went to the Dodgers, where both of them were a part of the Dodgers, right? Or not the Dodgers? Um. The or somebody I forget now, right? And them celebrating with Machado when he hit a grand slam on a three zero pitch in like an eight nothing game. Yeah, right? it's it's so like it was like when when again the Rangers got all upset with the Batista bat flip, right? And whether you're a do you guys remember that 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 game? The, no, that, the craziest you don't remember that the the Batista bat flip, the craziest seventh inning in, in Major League history. I think I've seen it on YouTube, yeah, but I don't like remember it. Remember it. It was a forty-minute inning. Yep. It was game five. I want to throw this into it. It was game five. The Blue Jays were down two nothing in the series. Came back and made it two two. It was game five, right? First round, so it's a five-game series. In the bottom of the the seventh inning, or, or the top of the seventh inning, I apologize. Russell Martin goes to throw the ball back to the pitcher. Hits the Rangers guy's bat, the ball bounces out of bound, and the Rangers take a 3-2 lead, right? In the, the bottom of the seventh, the Rangers could have had three outs. Uh, what's his name, the shortstop? Andres or um, uh, Alvis? Uh, it was Alvis, whatever. He kicks three plays. They have three errors, and the, Bla- the Blue Jays end up with, with men on base. Josh Donaldson ties the game. Batista then hits a home run. Right. And he, he does, dude, you got to look at it. He does an epic bat flip. Like yep. an epic. Bat I remember flip. the bat flip. Yeah. And the Blue Jays win the game. First time Toronto's been in the playoffs since 1993, by the way. I should put that too. And this is like 2015, right? The next season, him and Odor, Odor takes a swing at Batista. They, they, they peg him. And they're cowards too. You know when they hit him? They hit him in the ninth inning of the final game of the of their of their their final series of the season. Of they course, hit, they hit Batista in the ninth inning. So Batista takes a hard slide in the second. Him and Odor get into a fist fight. They uh, Odor lands a good punch on on Batista, but because the baseball I don't even say the baseball gods because only one god, but the baseball lords I guess you know or the people who who the the, the they put the Rangers in the Blue Jays together in the playoffs again that year, which by the way, the Blue Jays swept them three, nothing. Right. And when they sweep them, 
It's in Toronto and there's a huge sign that says, I'd rather get punched in May than knocked out in October. (laughs) (laughs) But, and then I remember guys like, um, Goose Gossage, you know, saying that he wants to beat the shit out of, of Jose Batista and, and, you know, and people just like, he doesn't play the game right. I'm like, you guys play the most unathletic sport in the world. Right. You literally play a sport that more Americans play than any other sport. You also play a game where as adults, we drink more beer than we play the game. And you're going to get upset over a fucking bat flip or watching a home run. Yeah. Way too, way too soft. Some of this stuff, man, it's insane. I don't, I don't get it. They're professional athletes. Sorry, you have anything on this? We're not talking about a specific game. We're just talking about the unwritten rules in general. I mean, yeah, I just don't have a lot to contribute to baseball, but I think unwritten rules like that is stupid, especially where it's like you're 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 playing the game to win. So I don't really understand why you would then take an issue with the player trying to win. Like I don't, I, I it doesn't, it's never made sense to me, even in football and anything else. It just, I don't get it. These multi-millionaires are just they're too sensitive that's my mm-hmm. final conclusion they are mm-hmm. way too fucking sensitive yeah 100 percent. all right well that now means that not a single major league baseball player will attend our podcast <laughs> all too sensitive except for david ortiz he doesn't seem yes. sensitive at all david mm-hmm. ortiz can come on anytime yes Ortiz also called him fucking boring now so i'd love to hear yeah. more about that <laughs> me too all right listen we don't do the baseball talk for the four of you that enjoy it. We don't do it to bother you guys. Connor and I just love baseball. We do that for ourselves so we can have a five to ten minute conversation about baseball. Yes. We would have Celtics more Celtics talk with Sarah if either of us knew what the fuck we were talking about. But <laughs> Sarah, if you'd like to just talk by yourself for the next five to ten minutes and talk about the Celtics, I mean, feel free, but I wouldn't even know what that when I, we had you, when I had you cover the Celtics for that one show, I did do like four hours of research to ask you those like four questions that I had. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with doing it. Like, you know, if I can see more games, it's easier to talk about. Like, I hate talking about stuff I can't see because then I just feel like, I mean, I don't, it, I, I don't know if what I'm saying is accurate. I mean, so I mean, if people want to see that eventually on Patreon, I mean, we can figure it out. So. All I know is Tatum put a picture of his kid lying on the floor, and I thought, oh, the Tatum family is teaching diving at a young age. It's- no. <laughs> nice. Well, right, they're playing back- right now in their ring, so not let's go. Let's go back to football. Vikings okay. release Kyle Rudolph. Kyle mm-hmm. Rudolph is a guy who, God, has been linked to the Patriots, at least by the Patriots media and Patriots fan for the last, I don't Since know, he came in the league. 30 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's been spotted at Logan Airport a bunch of times. Like yep. it's you know he's just that kind of guy. Uh, free agent now. Uh, this isn't unexpected. We kind of you know saw this coming. He sort of lost his role in, with the Vikings. And I read an article earlier this year about Kyle Rudolph, where basically like he was saying like yeah I don't have a role on the team anymore. It's you know I get it like whatever right. What do you guys think? Do the Patriots? I mean they need a tight end. There's other tight ends available like like Smith and. All that would you take a run at at, at, at uh, Kyle Rudolph? Yeah, uh, I mean, I might kick the tires on him. I think it would also depend on me, like what. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for bringing in a veteran um, tight end to help the younger guy. Obviously, they drafted two back to back last year, so I don't want to just like give up on them. But mm-hmm. I think bringing in a veteran like Rudolph, I mean, from what I understand, a lot of people think that he would be a good fit for the Patriots. So if they can get him at the right price, then sure. Kyle Rudolph had an overall grade of 66.5, a receiving grade of 66.6 last year. He was targeted 35 times. He had 28 receptions, 334 yards, one touchdown. He had 5.6 yards after the catch, uh, a passer rating of 116, so at least he's got those reliable hands, Mm -hmm. uh, and 11.9 yards per reception. Uh, Connor, you said, ooh, you don't like that 5.6 yak? Yeah, just those stats in general were very, eh. That was last year, you said? That was last year, yeah. What about 2019? Just because 2020 was a weird year for him. Is anything Uh, better in 2019? I'd have to do a... a, a Oh, okay. Never mind. That's fine. I'm just wondering because I think they used a lot more in 2019. 
Um, so I just he had an offensive. Uh, his yak was lower five. Oh jeez, five point okay. six. By the way, is his highest yak ever. Mm. He okay. was uh, five in 2019, 3.8 in 2018, four in 2017, uh, 4.4, 4.3, 5.4, 5.44. So 5.6 was actually his best yak yards ever. Okay. Not ideal for a tight end, but. I mean, um, I don't know. I would. Ha- I, who is like the best that's on the market though? Like for tight ends, Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry. Oh, that's right. But that ain't yeah. happening. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, not at the price tag. Yeah, he's a guy. I mean, he's like. I mean, when you look at him, he's good. Yeah, nothing great. He's good. Mm-hmm. Right, like. Yeah, good. Yeah, Good. like nothing yeah. to get excited about, but like, wouldn't it right. be horrible if they could get him for a decent price? His yeah. efficiency is is really so. He was 11th in the league amongst tight ends for yards per receptions. Uh, yards per target was nine. That was sixth in the league. You want to know what his yards per route run was? One point three three. That was good for twenty third. He had a catchable target rate of 89.2 on 33 targets. That means he made himself open when we mm-hmm. talk about percentage total targets that were catchable. Um, so he caught 89% of the balls were catchable. He had a catch, a catch rate of 75.5, which was good for fourth in the NFL. But it takes a big dip when you look at his true catch radius, which takes in like uncatchable balls into consideration. It was an 84.8%. That's good for 26th amongst all tight ends, which means he should have caught more of those catchable balls. Mm-hmm. Um, but a target quality rating of, of six in the league with a rating of six, like his efficiency is all over the place. Uh He's basically he's fifty percent on contested catches. He had he had a dro- he had two drops this year. His target separation was the third best in the NFL amongst tight ends. His average cushion, um, and when you talk about cushion on player profiles, average cushion afforded to the receiver by his assigned defender on each route. Um, so amongst everything, fortieth. 40th amongst tight ends for average cushion. Alrighty. Hmm. And believe it or not, the target accuracy towards him was fifth in the league. So Kirk Cousins yeah. really lit it up. And then his target premium, he was 32nd in the league. Like his efficiency rating kind of goes all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you guys talk about money a lot. I've heard you guys say, you know, for the right price. Always. Yeah. <laughs> his, his best comparison is Heath Miller. Um, that's who they're making the best comparison of. Yeah. He is a tight end for, I don't know why I want to say the Raiders. Is it the Raiders? Heath, Heath Miller played for the Steelers for a or while. For I thought Steelers. he's retired Steelers. now. I'm sure. Right. Uh, yeah, but that, that's who they, um, what I'm saying is, is that that's who his right. comparison, that's who they compared him to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how much are you willing to pay him? A couple million bucks. I want to say. I mean, he's always been pretty good, but I, I just don't feel like he's ever taken that step where he's been really good. I think that he's going to make a lot more than a couple million bucks. Yeah, I just don't know that. I, I feel like they have so many other things that they need to to work on with like receivers, quarterback, of, um, offensive line with the people going to free agency that I don't know that they I, they should drop like a ton of money on a tight end right now. Like they need a tight end, but I don't know if uh, basically Kyle Rudolph would be like, okay. Like, I don't know that they should drop a ton of money on just, okay, tight end. They need better than that. But <laughs> we're very picky. It just, it kills me because it's like, we need better. Well, let's bring back Cam Newton. Like Cam Newton's the guy to lead this team. You know what I mean? Who, who has absolutely been mediocre for the last five years. It just, I have no idea where you guys sit amongst different things. It's it's insane. Everyone needs to play for a discount to play for the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I heard the cap is going up, not down. Yeah. Which then makes it a, a buyer's market again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't I don't think that uh, if Belichick is looking for discounts, I don't think he's going to get anybody good. Yeah, I don't think this is the year to go for discounts necessarily. I it's just it's just hard to say because like you don't know 
what they're doing yet with free agency still like what two weeks away it's yeah. like it's kind of it's just hard to figure out what direction they're going in and what exactly their belichick is trying to do Connor, you got any more comments and then we'll get into what i right, no, let's do this Dak prescott first then we'll finish off with comments okay uh, so Dak Prescott wants to be paid right behind Patrick Mahomes. Dak Prescott wants to be the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He wants to make more money than Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. Is Dak Prescott the second best quarterback in the NFL to make that kind of money? Nah, no. I don't think he's that good. He's definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but I think there is more than one or two people that are better than him. I think he's... Just barely around the the top five, maybe. Well, Man. let's let's rank him, okay? Yep. I'm going to name a quarterback, and you tell me if you'd rather have that quarterback or Dak Prescott. Okay. Josh Allen. Oof, that's a really good one. Oh. Oh man. Um, if you're Buffalo. If I'm Buffalo, to- I'm I'd stay with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I would assume you would take Dak over Tua, yep. over Brady, or not Brady, Cam, and yep. and Darnold, correct? Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. Would you take Dak over Joe Burrow? Ooh. It's a small sample size for Joe Burrow, so it's kind of hard. Yeah, but if I was Cincinnati, I would move forward with Joe Burrow with confidence. Yeah. Would yeah. you take – would you take – Lamar Jackson or Dak Prescott? If you're ball, I'd right. probably take Dak. Okay. Probably Dak over Carson if you're in Indy. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Patrick yep. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes all day. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, absolutely. I think Deshaun Watson's the second best in the league. Tom Brady. Brady. I would. I would still take Brady for one year. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. Matthew Stafford. I'd take Dak. Mm, so he's not a yeah. top five right now. Yeah, so no. No, he's probably just on the outside. So right? he's not a he's not a top five. Uh Kyler Murray. That's a close one. I mean, some of these teams they they shouldn't be in the market for a quarterback. Like if I was the Cardinals, I'd have no interest in Dak. I would just go forward okay, with Kyler rank, Murray. Where do you rank Dak and Murray? I mean, again, you're talking about you're talking close. Yeah, they're probably more more like eight or nine, eighth eighth best, ninth best, somewhere so, in that so somewhere in that range. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's definitely out of the top five. And then you could argue that. There's probably people who can legitimately argue that Josh Allen, they'd rather mm-hmm. have Josh Allen over Dak. There's probably people who would argue uh, Kyler Murray because of upside. I think we've yep. seen Dak's ceiling. I think that we still haven't seen Kyler's ceiling. Right. You know, um, and, and you could go through that list and I think find a lot of players. And I think that Dak wanting to be paid right behind Patrick Mahomes is absolutely crazy. Right. Is yeah, it Mahomes getting around yeah. like 50? Isn't yeah. he close to 50? They didn't even want to pay Dak 40 when he was originally asking for 40. I'm like, I don't even know that they'll tag him a second time because it would put him at 37. So I'm like, if they didn't want to put pay him anywhere near 40, they wanted to pay closer to 30. Tagging him again bumps it up to 37 point something. They're not going to then bump you up to almost 50 mil. Like, that's crazy. Here's the thing about, about Patrick Mahomes' contract. Like from a yearly cash perspective, he really doesn't make his big cash till 2023. That's when he's owed $40 million, but they could cut him at that point and only take a $4 million dead cap, or that's the time that they could restructure the deal. The yeah. deal that they structured for him, this massive, like whatever it was, a 12-year deal or whatever, 10-year deal mm-hmm. uh, worth $450,000. I don't be, um, trust me right now, that contract is going to get renegotiated in, uh, after the 2022 season. Right. Because they're out is there you could cut patrick mahomes in 2023 and it's going to cost you four million dollars mm-hmm. wouldn't that be that. interesting his largest cap hit that they're going to face is 2022 where it's going to cost them 31 million mm-hmm. it's going to be 42 million in 2023 but that's when they can they can rework the sketch they can rework the contract right, right? but he's getting 63 million dollars guaranteed yeah oh my goodness 
Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. No, that's guaranteed at signing. He's yeah. going to get a total guaranteed dollars of $141 million guaranteed. $41,481,905 guaranteed dollars. That's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, that really is insane money. I wonder what, what that's talking. I wonder what that's like to sign a contract like that and just know you're just going to get that much money. Well, and we're going to go to the comments here in one second, but I've said that forever. Like when you start negotiating contracts, when you're in the terms of like the $450 million mark, like what is $5 million at that point? Right. Like when yeah. you hear like, oh, they're like $5 million off. And I'm like, $5 million off. You know? Yeah, yeah. it's like $5 to us at this point. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, so you didn't want to make $141 million guaranteed. You wanted $146 million guaranteed. And I get it. Like pay them. They earn their money, whatever. I'm not saying guys shouldn't get paid. Right. But isn't $141 million enough? You yeah. would certainly hope so. I mean, that doesn't even include all their endorsements and everything else, right? Everything. Like that, that's mm-hmm. just their salary. All those mm-hmm. State Farm commercials he's out there doing. Oh, him and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Oh, so annoying. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Let's go, let's, let's go. Let's go do some comments here. All righty. We got a donation here from Ross. Says news, Connor. Triple A baseball been delayed four weeks. Thoughts? Um, I don't really pay attention to the Triple A all that much. I'd like to see him get out there and play. Obviously, so it's tough that they've been delayed. But my uh, my sights on the Red Sox to get the Red Sox season started, and they're off so far without a hitch. Yeah, Great coaching cons- by Cora yesterday. My concern <laughs> is call ups. I mean, are they right. doing the extended rosters again this year for the MLB? I'll have to check. Because that's the problem. How do you call guys up and how do you move players around when they're not playing? Right. They're going to have to do an extended roster if that's what they're going to do is if AAA is not going to be around right now. The biggest concern too is, is like some of these guys, like a lot of these AAA guys are making like 50 grand a year and they're not getting paid while they're not playing. Mm-hmm. They're going to be too broke to play baseball. They're going to go get real jobs. Right. Like I think there are real prospects out there that will not be playing baseball anymore after this year who could have been $200 million men. I yeah. mean, if David Price is worth the money that the Red Sox gave them, I, I can only imagine what some of these AAA guys are. Right. That's a they, good point. One of the worst contracts, eh? By the way, Red Sox fans always love to laugh, laugh at the Yankees over A-Rod's contract. I mean, that David yeah. Price contract is one of the worst in history. Right there right there with uh, Pablo Sandoval. Yeah, he's playing for somebody this year, the Panda. Yeah, he's he's been around for a while since the Red Sox got rid of him. He's kicked around and been pretty bad everywhere he went. <laughs> he went back to San Francisco for a while and hit 202 there and six home <laughs> runs a year. Yeah, Panda wasn't a great move either. And he was there at the same no, time as David Price. Bum. He was, he was. And what, didn't David Price and, and Dennis Eckersley have a big thing as well? Yeah, they had a serious beef. Shout out to David Eckersley. I think he's a character. Or David Eckersley. Yeah. I always love what's his name from the the Dodgers doing the fist pump, running around the bases after hitting a home run off of Eckersley. Yes. I remember that, yes. One of my favorite moments in sports. All right, we got yeah right here. It says, if Dak can make the NFC championship, I'll pay him. It's a fair point. He hasn't made it that far. He's they've only made the playoffs was it once or two once or twice and they haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't hate yeah. Dak Prescott. I just don't think he's no, worth me neither. Patrick Mahomes money. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And being just behind Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was get one here from the Dark Minuteman. He says Burrow over Dak, and I've seen a couple people Pat's time saying the same thing. I'll take Burrow over Dak. Devil may, may devil may may cry to crow, says Joe Burrow as well. It's a pretty big consensus over here. Because I think it's we haven't come close to seeing Joe Burrow's ceiling. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. too small of a sample size. His season ended too soon. Even if he had a whole season, you need a good for a quarterback, you need to see three seasons before you really know what his ceiling is. You know what I mean? Like a good yeah. quarterback. Yeah. There are bad quarterbacks, you don't need more than half a season. Um, in Jared Siddham's case, half a game to realize yeah. where they are. But, um, and I'm sure that, that we still haven't seen Stidham's ceiling either. I just don't think it's much higher. But yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we don't, we have still haven't seen Burrow's ceiling. What we've seen out of Dak Prescott, which has been great, at, you know what I mean? Uh, but what mm-hmm. we've seen out of Dak Prescott is what Dak Prescott is. He's not going to get better. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So we got El Diablo here. He says Deshaun or bust. That's the Patriots this year. Yeah, it might might be a bust then, unfortunately, sir. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. would prepare for a, yourself for a bust. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting one from our friend Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Ooh, ooh his his uh picture looks very familiar to me. He says, I'd rather have <laughs> Herbert over Dak. Uh I I don't disagree. Again, Herbert looked great. Yeah. We don't know what his ceiling is. You have to assume he's gonna be even better after this year. Yep. I mean, if you look at the leaps that Josh Allen made, imagine what someone like Justin Herbert can make and how good he can look on the field. Well, and and Dak has had good talent on offense, too. So, I mean, it's not like he's been struggling since he's been on the Cowboys. He's had good players around him. So, if that's his ceiling. So did Justin Herbert, too, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keenan Allen, Hunter yeah. Henry, Austin yeah. Eckler, yeah, Williams. Big... But I mean, look, pretty like, stacked. When I talk about Dak Prescott, I would take Dak Prescott, Dak, Dak on the Patriots in a heartbeat. Oh, like me too. In, in, in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think twice yeah. about it. Like, if you look at his season last year. He was he played, on he, absolute fire. He he had 1,800 yards after five games. Right. Almost 1,900 yards, right? 4,000 the year before. But then bef- before that, though, 3,800, 3,300. Okay, his rookie year, 3,600. Um. But yeah, I mean, he was on fire last year. Uh, but his his completion percentage is in the high sixties. You know, he's he's a good quarterback. He's just not worth Patrick Mahomes type of money, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's all that we're talking about. In case people are confused, it's just about the money. It's not about the talent necessarily, or wanting him on the team, um, the Patriots or not. I mean, of course, we're not going to say no to Dak Prescott if he was like, "Hey, I want to go to New England." We're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." We're not going to be like, "No, <laughs> just not for we- Patrick Mahomes' money." We got Cam. Yeah. Yeah. Stidham season. Ugh. All right. One more and we're going to call it a night. All righty. I was going to go. I was, I'm going to pick a different one. Then I was going to click on NFL talks nightly um, contribution that Bill oh, Belichick let's do should two be then. fired. Let's do two then. Let's okay. do two then. <laughs> Just says here, if Bill Belichick screws up the draft and free agency, you better be fired. <laughs> Get his old ad out of here. I think he means that. Yeah, I know. It must, must be 10 Um, Yep. We're going to see at the end of this season. I think that and, – and look, if he doesn't screw it up, you owe Connor an apology. NFL, the, talk, NFL talk apologize, and if he does, then I'll relent and say they must consider. We made the deal – consider. Not that they're going Not to. Not that they're consider. going to. Consider. But we made the deal Sunday night with you. And, uh, again, I said I got a lot of respect for him. He talks a lot of shit, but he's willing to to put his money where his mouth is. So exactly, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly, good. I'm that's good with fine. NFL talk. I know other people in our chat don't like NFL talk. I'm cool with NFL talk. Yep, it's fine, well, it's fine by me as long as he comes out and does it if they make the playoffs. I think he will. I, I he will. Doubt. He will. I don't. Doubt I agree. Him. I don't doubt him either. All right, last comment. All right, Mar Glory here says, "Well, are we gonna go after Tyrod Taylor?" That's a name we haven't really heard. We've talked about every single quarterback in the like, the history of the NFL. I don't feel like we've talked about Tyrod Taylor that much. Um, I really hope not. I would rather go with Cam Newton at that point. I mean, I don't see that being an upgrade, Tyrod Taylor. I think he would lead the Patriots to a 7-9 and nine record. Mark, I have a beef with Tyrod Taylor. When he was with the Buffalo Bills... I stupidly, idiotically uh, said that Buffalo was for real because they have a real quarterback. Mm. And Tyrod Taylor disappointed me immensely. Mm -hmm. And then he went to Cleveland, where Cleveland wanted to sit Baker Mayfield for a season and put him in because Tyrod Taylor looked that bad. And I just don't trust Tyrod Taylor anymore. Well, and then he got taken out and never put back in for Justin Herbert. So I would you can't blame him for that. He didn't no, no, I just mean game. he didn't he punched, Yeah, I mean I just he mean he didn't get the lungs. job back. Like sometimes I mean that happens generally if you get injured the uh, backup goes in and you get your job back. But Justin Herbert was playing so well. Yeah. So Yeah, I also happened to Drew Bledsoe too, so that worked out well. Yeah. Yeah. Things, things work out. Um, that's it. Let's clear the comments. Let's say goodbye. Connor, tell me about those Red Sox. They're going to be legit, kid.
The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.